Hello and welcome to a God-Focused Life podcast. I'm so glad you are joining in today. This is a podcast based on healthy living God's way, body, soul, and spirit. When we live life according to God's principles in His Word, that is when we truly learn how to prosper and flourish God's way. We were made by God and we were made for God. So we want to learn everything we can about the way He created us and the way that He interacts with us, the way He forgives us for our shortcomings, and the way that He wants to be our strength when we are weak. So I'm so thankful that you are tuning in. I have started going through the Bible and just highlighting the stories of the Bible. Please grab your own version of the Word of God and read in your own quiet time. Pray and ask Holy Spirit to highlight things for you. Let it be a dialogue between you and God so that you are learning and growing and allowing God to speak to you and grow you into the person He wants you to be. There are so many nuggets in scripture. I mean, it would be all eternity forever and ever and ever for us to pick out every single uh, bit of nugget and gold and worth from the word of God. So I'm just highlighting things that uh, may stand out to me, the stories of the Bible so that people understand the overarching view of who God is and who we are and our desperate need for him. But truly, those nuggets of gold that I am saying, those nuggets can help you in your marriages, in raising children, in your relationships with family members or coworkers. So many principles in God's word that we can just glean and apply to our lives and pray through so that we are living victoriously. So we're going to go back to the story of Jacob. Now, uh, in yesterday's podcast, we were talking about Jacob and Esau. They were two brothers and Jacob was one who just did not give up. He wanted the blessing. He would do anything he had to do to get the blessing and he did it. And now we are at a place where Esau is angry with Jacob and he is ready to kill Jacob. Rebecca, who was their mother, finds out and says, okay, I've got to protect my son. So she goes to Jacob and says, listen, I want you to go to another country, go to where my brother Laban lives. You're going to go there and live there. And uh, they did not share this little tidbit with Isaac, who is uh, Jacob and Esau's father, because he they did not want him to realize that there was such animosity between the two and to reveal all of that. So Rebecca said, Jacob, just get your stuff and go. And we will tell your dad that you are going there to find a wife. And that would have made Jacob happy because he just wants... Um, he just wants Jacob to marry someone of the bloodline. So that's going to fulfill his happiness and Jacob's going to go. And Esau is still very furious. And Rebecca says, I will let you know when it is safe to come home. Okay. So Jacob sets out and I would imagine that he's probably afraid. And we can even glean from scriptures that he literally has to have a word from God. 
And then it says that, you know, that he has more confidence to move forward. So there is a night where Jacob is on his way and there's a night where he grabs a stone. That is his pillow. He falls asleep and he has a dream and God gives him this dream. And in this dream, he sees, uh, angels going to and from heaven. So they are ascending and descending from the throne of God. So when he sees that, um, again, that's, that's his dream. And then the Lord starts speaking to him. And in that speaking, I am grabbing the scriptures right now. It says he had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting on earth and its top was reaching to heaven and the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. Okay. And then the Lord stood above. Okay. And he says this, I am the Lord, the God of your father, Abraham and the God of Isaac. I will give you and your descendants the land on which you are lying. Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth, and you will spread out to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. All the peoples on earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. I am with you, and I will watch over you wherever you go, and I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised. Now imagine you are having this dream. God comes and speaks to you and gives you that kind of confidence. I am the Lord, your God. I am the God of your father and also your grandfather, and I am with you. When you go out, I am going to protect you. I'm going to stay with you and I'm going to bring you back safely. You are going to be okay. Now let's apply that. Is that a principle that we can apply to our lives? You better believe it. We are now after the cross. We live after Jesus has died for our sins and we have been grafted in to that holy uh, lineage, the holy line of spiritual life, if you will. Uh, Jesus has grafted us, grafted us in to where we will live forever and ever and ever because of the price that Jesus paid for our sin. And he extended that invitation to all mankind. And we are included in that. So when there are blessings that are spoken in the Old Testament in Abraham's line, we are in that lineage. That was a physical line, but then it would, and they may not have understood at that point that it would transpire into a spiritual lineage under Christ. And we are in that lineage and we get the blessing. We are blessed to be a blessing for others. So I just want to speak to you wherever it is that you are. Maybe you have been like Jacob and you have some sin in your past. Maybe you are on the run just like Jacob is right now running because someone literally is trying to kill him and that is his own brother. I mean, probably you're not running for your life in that manner, but you might be running from your sin. You might be running from some kind of consequence of your sin. And I just want to tell you, God sees you. He loves you. And as soon as you stop for a moment and you just meditate on God's presence in your life and you start that dialogue, God, 
I already know that your word says, because if this is the first time you are hearing it from Rebecca, speaking this out over you, God sees you. God is the God of the universe. He is the God of this earth. He is the God of your forefathers. He is the God among all gods. He is the King of Kings. He is the authority above all authorities. And we can always come to him and recognize him as such. And that might be where you are today to stop in your tracks and recognize him as your God. You are my Lord. You are my savior. And I put my trust in you, Lord. And I know that you have good things for me. It is promised all throughout the New Testament. I mean, we are going through the Old Testament and we are taking it story by story, which again, let me just tell you, these are not just fairy tale stories. These are true historical events, real people that walked on the earth. And these are real circumstances that happened where they needed God and God intervened in their lives. But when you get into the New Testament, you will see that the promises stand for us and that Jesus says, I will never never leave you. I will never forsake you. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go to heaven so that I can send Holy Spirit that is going to live on the inside of you and be a guide to you. He is going to lead you. We see it through the Old Testament and the New Testament. There are so many verses that just come to my memory. One is, I will be a voice behind you telling you, this is the way. Walk in it. Don't go to the left. Don't go to the right. Stay on my path. So at any point, and maybe you're at that point where you need to like recalibrate, reset, kind of like the GPS, you just went off, you know, road and you just tried to, you missed your route and you followed your own way and you were lost. It's time to recalibrate, recalibrate and say, God, I want to reset my spiritual GPS and I want to follow after you. And he will welcome you with arms wide open. Okay, so Jacob has that dream and he goes on into the land where Laban is and that is literally his uncle. And again, this is a time where they are still repopulating the earth and family members were marrying family members. So I know that kind of throws us off a little bit even thinking about that, but this is a time where they would marry within that bloodline. So um, Jacob puts his eyes on Laban's daughter and her name was Rachel. And there was an agreement between Jacob and Laban that Jacob would work for seven years just so he could marry Rachel. And Laban promised his daughter to him. And when those seven years were over, oh, Laban gave him a daughter. However, it was not Rachel. He had given him the other daughter, Leah. He's like, oh, but this is tradition to give the firstborn daughter. So here's the daughter. Like it would be shameful for her to be unwed. So here you go. You take Leah. And Jacob is like, what? I've worked seven years for Rachel. And Laban says, you know what? If you work seven more years, then you can have Rachel. And it says that Jacob happily worked seven more years. And he said that it just seemed like days, basically, like the time just flew because he just loved Rachel so much. 
So he marries Rachel and Jacob becomes very prosperous. Now remember, Jacob has already gotten a blessing. God is with him. God is helping him. We actually find out later on, and I'm going to allow you to read your story. Uh, You can choose. I'm reading through the Immerse Bible. uh, That is the New Living Translation. Or you can read through, I love the Life Application Bible, and it has footnotes at the bottom. But you can read through the story yourself. But you're going to see where Laban actually has a split heart because he actually keeps idols inside of his home. Okay. So when Jacob goes and he's ready to leave, he's like, I am ready to take my wives and go back to my homeland. Uh, Laban has some issues with that. And you will start reading through where finally Jacob is like, that's it. I am taking these, my wives, these girls, we are going and I'm going to take my livestock. I'm going to take what is rightfully mine and we're going. And Laban gets so upset and he meets him. He kind of cuts him off at the pass. And he was like, what are you doing? You are taking my daughters. You are taking uh, everything that means something to me. And you even took some of my idols, my, and it says little G gods, why did you take the gods with you? And Jacob is like, what? Jacob was so sure of himself. And he was like, we absolutely did not take your gods. And he even goes so far as to say, I will kill the offender. Okay. Now, little did he know that his beloved wife, Rachel, actually had taken some of those gods and had put them underneath her thigh as she was riding, I believe, a camel I don't think it was a donkey. I think it was a camel, but she had put the, the, um, idols underneath. And even when Laban came and he was like, okay, someone has my idols. Who is it? And Rachel was like, oh, I can't hop off the camel because, you know, she was saying it's my time of the month and I can't stand up. So, uh, she was actually the guilty party. And I think it's very interesting. And it even has a note in the life application Bible that we should be very careful with our words because Jacob was so sure of himself, absolutely positive of himself. And he had no idea that there was sin in the camp, that there was sin literally under the thigh of Rachel because she is sitting on those little idols. So the note in life application says, be careful. Sometimes even when you know that you know that you know that you know a certain truth, leave some room there for human error because even God himself said, and we learned that after we uh, were in the podcast with Noah, that after the flood, God says, mankind is bent towards evil. So we just have to be very, very wise with our words and what we put our trust in because we should trust no man. Honestly, Jesus even said that I do not put my trust in man because he knows what man is made of. There is a verse that says that. So I thought that was a great note, uh, something to kind of tuck away. Okay. Be very careful with my words. All right. Now, Rachel and Leah, let's talk about them. Leah is able to have many children. And that, of course, for this time, that was kind of like an honorable thing when a woman could have children. And then the husband was like, yes, you're bearing children for me and just um, making the household bigger and greater. And especially with the sons, Rachel was barren. 
she was not able to have children. So finally, Rachel does have a child and that child's name is Joseph, which we're not going to go into Joseph in this podcast, but we're going to learn the significance of Joseph. And I will just tell you this, Joseph ends up becoming a favorite child. Why? Because Jacob loved Rachel. And when she bore him a son, that was the favorite child. And that ended up being, um, that ended up being Joseph. So, and we're going to learn all about him later. Now let's talk about Jacob returning home. Now, remember Esau wanted to get him. Esau wanted to kill him. So Jacob had to know that it was clear for him to go home. And honestly, at this point, we don't see where Jacob knows that he knows that he knows Esau's heart. As a matter of fact, we see Jacob kind of starting to manipulate. And I don't know if this is a bad thing or if it's a good thing, but we just know that Jacob starts sending lots and lots of gifts home ahead of him. And he wants to be prepared. He even splits up his camp, like splits up his people so that they are going in different, um, kind of like different groups to go home just to find out what is the heart of Esau you know, cause he doesn't want to die. He wants to find out what is his heart. So he starts sending lots and lots and lots of gifts to Esau. Now, one thing that happens is that there is an angel of the Lord that comes to Jacob and Jacob. I mean, this it, like, honestly, this angel is coming to basically pick a fight <laughs> with Jacob and Jacob starts wrestling with this angel and they are wrestling and wrestling and wrestling. And I am getting to the place in scripture where I can kind of read, um, some of this account because I think it's very fascinating. And I think you will too. It says that night, Jacob got up and took his two wives, his two maidservants and his 11 sons and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. After he had sent them across the stream, he sent over all his possessions. So Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him till daybreak. And we're going to find out it wasn't just a man. Um, when the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched and he wrestled with the man. So he, he continues to wrestle, even though his hit the socket of his hip is like, it says wrenched. Then the man said, let me go for it is daybreak. Jacob held on to him and kept on wrestling. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. The man asked him, what is your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with men and have overcome. Jacob said, please tell me your name. But he replied, why do you ask my name? Then he blessed him there. So Jacob called the place Peniel, Peniel, ever how I've heard it pronounced multiple different ways, Peniel, 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 (laughs) saying, It is because I saw God face to face and yet my life was spared. So Jacob was wrestling with God and yes, God had a wrench on his hip. He would never forget this moment and God blessed him and said, I'm going to even change your name. You have wrestled with God. You have wrestled with men and you have overcome. 
come. Now, listen, I just want to say this about Jacob. Jacob did not give up. Now we see his sins. We see his um, determination, whether it was used for his own prideful uh, blessings and his own prideful ways. But we also see Jacob not afraid to go after the things that he wants. He wants the blessing. He goes and he sees the woman that he wants to marry and he works hard for her. He's not afraid of hard work. He's not afraid of the the elongated because he said, I will work seven years and he didn't get what he wanted in seven years. So he was, he was willing to go another seven years to get what it is that he wanted. So I just ask myself this and I ask you, Are you chasing after the things of God, the blessings of God, the will of God in your life? Are you chasing after those things with everything in you? We live in a society where we get a quick and name it, just fill in the blank, whether it's food at a restaurant, if it takes longer than, you know, 30 minutes when we're sitting down, oh my goodness, something is going on. And we are complaining with the manager. If we're in a drive through and it takes more than five minutes to go through, we might be beeping our horns or at least hearing other people that are just sighing and frustrated. I mean, we have it our way right away. We want it as quick as we can get it. But I love the longevity of Jacob and his willingness to continue going after and not giving up. He did not give up on the blessing. And we see that blessing with Rachel and then we see it with Joseph and it continues on that line. And we continue to see that blessing while in in Joseph's life. Uh, We'll get to that in another podcast but he did not give up. What is it in your life? Maybe it's something from your past that has hurt you or harmed you and you need emotional restoration. Maybe you are living underneath the weight of depression or fear or anxiety, or maybe you are living a life of, um, and I know that people talk about this prosperity gospel as if that is something that is just horrible and awful, but I'm here to tell you when we do things God's way, we will prosper God's way. We are just like what he told Abraham, you are blessed to be a blessing. So for us, sometimes we have to wrestle for that blessing in our lives. And maybe that means wrestling it out with a pastor or a counselor or a mentor, or even wrestling it out with our alarm clock so that we are getting up 15 minutes earlier, 30 minutes earlier saying, you know what? I'm going to wrestle this thing out so that I can come closer to the Lord and obtain the things that God has for me. Because where my life is right now, I'm going to go to my grave living exactly like this. If I don't do something about this, if I do not do something to renew my mind, to renew my thinking, to chase hard after God, to create those spiritual experiences where it is just me and the Lord with some worship music, with my Bible and allowing God to speak into my heart, into my spirit so that it changes the trajectory. Because we see this in the dream that Jacob has, God comes to him and he speaks to him. And we see it too, when Jacob is wrestling with God, that God speaks to him. And Jacob didn't just give up. He continued to wrestle until he got a blessing. 
I just love that. I love that about Jacob, that he continues the good fight. We see that in the New Testament also with a man named Paul. He says, I beat my body into submission. He doesn't just say, okay, I'm going to try my best. I'm going to give it my best and let God do the rest. No, that's not the way of the Christian walk. We have to fight for it. We have to discipline ourselves. We have to beat our bodies into submission. We have to train ourselves up in the word. We've got to sit with the word daily on a daily basis so that we are equipped and ready to face our day. If we are skipping out on that, then I can tell you we are already defeated. If we're not allowing God to be a part of our daily circumstances or just even in our very, the beginning of the day, and I am one, I know many people have different times of the day that they spend time with the Lord and any time with the Lord is great time. That is awesome. And you need to be applauded. So that's awesome. But I will say this, there is something so spectacular when you wake up and your initial thoughts are on the Lord and you grab your Bible, you grab a devotional, you grab something to where your focus is on him. I have heard that studies say, whatever your last thought is for the day, your very last thing that you focused on and meditated on, and your very first thing that you meditate on, those are the thoughts and ideas that are going to shape your life because literally our brains are still working. Counselors and psychologists will tell you that while you are sleeping, your like psyche kicks in and you are sorting through your days. You are sorting through your issues. That's why some people have reoccurring dreams because they are sorting through things even in the night, even while they are sleeping. So when we are having uh, our time with the Lord at nighttime, and that's our last thought. And then when we wake, when we wake up, we are grabbing those resources and the Bible. Maybe you are involved in a Bible study at church and you're grabbing that workbook to get your work done before you guys meet again this week, you know, grab those things first thing so that those are the things that are shaping your brain and your thoughts. Romans 12, two is very clear. And it says we are transformed by the renewing of our minds. Okay. That is how transformation comes. So if you have been doing things a certain way, maybe there's addictions, maybe there are relationships that need to be cut off, but yet you keep going back or you keep allowing people in your life and you're not setting boundaries. I mean, look at Jacob and his father-in-law. Okay. Look at Laban. Laban is so dysfunctional with his, with his daughters. He is not allowing them to leave and cleave. Because that's what God gave Abraham. He told Abraham, I want you to leave and cleave and go to the place I show you. And Laban was interfering with his daughters and with the will of God in Jacob's lives with his daughters. So Laban was really causing some huge issues, like huge dysfunction there, huge, huge, huge dysfunction. And they had to like work out a deal and then, you know, and then they leave Um, But I just, you know, I submit that to you and it's something that I think about too. In what ways am I allowing my own emotions to call the shots? In what ways am I holding on too tightly, maybe to my children? I have one in college. I have one that's uh, preparing to go to college in a year and a half Um, in what, or, you know, wherever God takes him. In what ways could I be a Laban and be dysfunctional or 
What ways can I be healthy and pour into these kids and set them up for success so that they are following hard after God and after the will of God in their lives? So that is just something to think about and just pray about. So let me pray for you. And then we will end this podcast for today. Uh, God, I just thank you so much for the ears that have heard this podcast. I thank you, Lord, that you are shaping and molding us into sincere and strong and um, like uh, faithful, like determined followers of Christ. God, I know that we have weaknesses. I know that we have frailties and we have issues from our own lives because like you said, mankind is bent towards evil, but your word also promises that we can be overcomers, that we can learn and call sin, sin and learn your ways and your principles and apply those principles to our lives and we can overcome. And I thank you, Lord, that every listener listening today, you are highlighting some area in their lives and in my life that we can be overcomers because we are surrendering and we are submitting to your will. We are laying our own ideas down. We are laying our own uh, agendas and our plans down. And we are saying, God, we want you to take over, renew our minds, bring uh, to light the scriptures. When we sit down with the word of God, would you please send your Holy Spirit to enlighten us and help us understand the scriptures And also help us to know which scriptures to apply to our lives so that not only we flourish and prosper, but that our kids and the generations beyond uh, our great grandkids and great, great, great grandkids all the way through the generations that we would be a blessing even now to our generations going forward. We thank you and we believe you and we trust you, God. In your name I pray, amen. I want to thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. Please, if you have not already done this, give it a five-star rating, give it a healthy review, send it to your friends, share it, because we want to get the gospel out to people, not just to know flat Bible study, you know, Bible stories uh, or flat Bible studies just for head knowledge. We want head knowledge that will transform us into spiritual knowledge so that we can live spiritual lives of prosperity and flourishing God's way. Uh, doesn't mean that we are just going to chase after the dollar sign, that we're chasing after more riches and wealth. We want spiritual Uh, wealth, the love and joy and peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. We want to find out what the giftings are that we have. Each of us has been uh, gifted with something. It could be teaching or encouragement or hospitality, something that God has gifted you with, and it needs to be sharpened. So as you grow in, and I'm going to say the word holiness, and that simply means in God likeness, in Christ likeness, you are set apart for his works. And as you grow in holiness and you couple that uh, spiritual gifting with your holiness, then watch out, like watch out world. God is just going to use you and just grow the kingdom. And it's going to be a beautiful thing to behold. So uh, just share this, get the word out. I'm so thankful again for our listeners. It has been awesome uh, just starting this ministry and having people interact. So you can always email me at RebeccaThompson019 at gmail.com. And you can also find me on social media at Rebecca Coffee Thompson. And that is on 
Facebook and on Instagram. Okay, so you guys have an awesome day. I hope that you go in your blessing, trust God, learn more about Him and apply His principles in your life and you will see the goodness of the Lord uh, manifest and flourish in your life. All right, guys, till next time.